What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 158 are open. This week on the show, we're talking about that Mario Direct, which uh, dropped on us sort of out of nowhere, but really, we've been waiting for it all year. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. And to talk all about that is my best mate, Bryce DeWitt. Oh, it's me. Hello. Hello, Bryce. Yes, you're a victim of, Mm. you know, podcast intro screw-ups. Yes, but no one will ever know. Until now. Third time's the charm, as they say. Yeah. I mean, I I just was talking to you, funnily enough, because we're about to talk to one another to do a podcast. Oh, it's funny that, isn't it? It's a a bit bit ridiculous, actually. It is, just a little bit. But yeah, this last week's just felt like it's been so long that I've I've forgotten uh, how to do the intro, but... Now I remember. Thank God for that. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I had to remind you the episode number. That come to a click on my head. Mm. And uh, yeah, you had to double check on me because you don't trust me. I don't know. I don't, you know, just you got to you got to figure these things out. <laughs> figure them out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you got to figure out whether he's telling the truth or not. And it's going to be truth or dare here. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so we got a lot to get into this week, Bryce. But before we get into that, I just want to uh, catch up with you a bit. How you been going? Oh, yeah, you know, much like you. Last couple of weeks, I suppose we've been a bit busy, being um, you know, birthdays and extra work shifts and stuff to sort of add up on top of that. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And same. You've, and you've gone back into shearing season. Yeah. 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 She's fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, very fun. Very fun. Very fun. But uh, i got to say, like, this uh, direct that happened on Thursday for us, it was just one of those things which just, like, lit me up. <laughs> really exciting stuff. It raised me up. Yeah. So I can play some classics. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, let's just jump straight into it, I guess, because it's uh, it's on the tip of our tongue. We've been, I've been wanting to talk about, about it with you all week, but it's sort of been like, oh, we'll save it for... And it's going to be—it's going to be a huge point of discussion of this episode. So by the time we actually get into it, in our usual like we bullshit for fifteen minutes, <laughs> we'll probably be hitting over the two-hour mark. So yeah, yes. So we'll start off with the very first thing, Bryce. So Super Mario 3D All Stars—it's a real thing. We've been talking about it for the last five months with rumors and all that, and you know it's—it's it's finally happened. So I guess just off the bat. Is this live up to sort of what you wanted it to be or um, are you a little bit disappointed or are you just fine with it? No, I think it just sort of... I don't think there's really anything wrong with it for anyone, really. Like, I mean, we were expecting something Mario this year in general, whether the the rumours were correct or not. Yeah. Uh, from that one leaky man. But, you know, I guess all I, all I was really expecting was if the leaks were true, were for... Uh, probably 3D World, mm-hmm. I guess. I wasn't entirely sold on the idea of what is technically All-Stars 2 or 3, if you count All-Stars Plus World as its own entity, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, And, yeah, I mean, what do you do, mate? What do you do? You just, <laughs> you sit there, you think about it, you're like, oh, how do we celebrate Mario's anniversary? It's like, oh... You know, probably just put out a bunch of Mario things. It's like, oh, yeah. Nintendo's like, let's sell some shit. There's a, <laughs> there a couple of surprises there, right? 
and which I mean we're about to talk about, but at the same yeah. time, I don't think any of them really particularly over interest me. Mm, all right. Yeah. Um, mainly because they are sort of just like that gimmicky, give us your money type of thing, and that includes the heftiest priced one, which we'll get into. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it was fine, and I'm likely picking up a few things out of it, but see how the rest goes. Yeah. So, like, personally, I'm really excited about uh, a lot of these, and even the ones that don't excite me that much, they still manage to get my money out of it because I'm just a, you know, a big sucker for Nintendo stuff. And they, they struck me at the right time, you know. You know, I just got my paycheck in, feeling a bit sore. You know, I'm like, oh, bugger, I want to cheer myself up and buy some things. <laughs> yeah. So, they got me a lot, the, probably the, maybe the one of the best uh, mental states they could have got me. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going <laughs> to pre-order some of this stuff. Like, uh, um, I know what you were alluding to before, but uh, with the announcement of Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, I'm mm. like, oh, bugger it, I'll get one. I'll mm. get one. And then I see uh, Luke, who's in our uh, Discord, he posted like, what he bought. He, pre- he pre-ordered, pre-ordered everything, including like the Mario and Luigi uh, <laughs> Live uh, Mario Karts. Yeah, I'm like, That's a bit, he's a bit keen getting both. And I'm sitting there on Amazon, I'm like, Oh fuck it! <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I, I've ended up with two remote control go karts. I'm like, I didn't expect to be buying this today, <laughs> but here we are, yeah. al- almost three hundred dollars deep. It's like, oh, all right, mm-hmm. just um, for that, yeah, yeah. So um, let's start off with uh, 3D All Stars. So comes with Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, there were so many rumors throughout the year that uh, 64 was getting a full remake and whether it was Sunshine and Galaxy were getting the same treatment, um, you know, it's up in the air. But obviously with this, none of the games are getting like a full remake treatment. We're getting like little niceties here and there with uh, up to resolutions and um, Mario Sunshine's widescreen, which is great to see. Um, but nothing nothing too much. It's just pretty much uh, what you think you're going to be playing if you go back to a 64. But if you go back to a 64 or a GameCube, it's going to be very blurry and like, oh, but playing on here, it's going to be pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I'm personally pretty happy with this uh, collection. I'm looking forward to playing it on Switch and being able to take it with me on the go, and especially Mario Sunshine because I I bought a copy of Mario Sunshine on GameCube and going back to it, it's just too blurry. I can't play it. Yeah. I, I personally can't play it. It's too blurry when I'm playing it on GameCube. So um, having an option that isn't, you know, an emulator on PC. That's uh, a really great thing. So I'm looking forward to getting into that and just playing through uh, even Mario Galaxy. I'm really looking forward to going back to that and playing with like a, with a pro controller or just switching portable mode uh, instead of having to go back to a Wii and use the Wii mode and everything. It's going to be great too. But what do you think of just of the three games included and uh, what's uh, um, what's improved with them, I guess? Well, I mean, the improvements don't go much above sort of just more resolution yeah, fitting yeah. and, you know, maybe some clearer textures and, you know, what have you. Um, and I think that's personally fine because it's supposed to be, you know, a, a re-release essentially. Mm. And I mean, we were talking about this earlier, um, how All-Star was pretty, All-Stars was pretty much that as well. It was like Mario from then to Mario to now, till now. And that's sort of how this collection has sort of presented itself. Um, you know, there are a lot of people on the internet that are like comparing it to uh, VV's friggin' Crash and Spyro remakes and, 
you know, Final Fantasy VII remake and comparing it to how that goes into it and whatever. And, like, I, I put up a post today that was basically like, people have forgotten that a remake, a remaster, and a re-release are all three comp- completely different things. Yeah. You know? Um, and whether you believe, like these options aren't that interchangeable and that selling this for 80. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's full price game, full price game. Like you're selling it for 80. It's like, you know, I suppose if you want to look at it in a, in a hind, like in hindsight, uh, crash, crash and Spyro. Absolutely. You know, they went and got remakes. So they all sort of sit on the same, same standard. They're all PS one games. So, Really, what's the issue there? I think um, if if you're going to go back and remake them, I don't think anybody would have been happy with those three PS One games just being put in a, in a collection and put back on. But with Sunshine and Galaxy, I feel like with just those little touches, those games visually hold up pretty well today. Mm. Like they don't need any extra extra treatment. I personally don't find any problem with the blurriness or whatever with Sunshine, but to see that fixed. You know, sure, I'm sure I'm going to appreciate everything about it. And Galaxy in itself has just always been a pretty beautiful game, uh, even though, you know, the Wii's resolution was kind of ass. It uh, was ass, yeah. You know, (laughs) like that's that's the thing you've got to sort of account for is they are upscaling these and making sure that they still look really nice. And Galaxy in general, I think, is a game that still holds up today very, very, very well. Yeah, definitely. So it's really not that much of an issue for me. I think uh, this collection is a neat little collection with just the little minor upgrades that it needed to sort of stand stand on its own two feet and not not be sort of just as lazy as here's some ROMs, you know, and <laughs> um, sort of still get the original experience out of them that they had intended, which is good and that's perfect and I think that's all it really needs to be. Yeah. Um, I guess like... Just straight from Nintendo, the I guess the three dot points that they're trying to market with the new and approved upgrades is that uh, there's Joy-Con controls for stuff in Mario Galaxy. So that just kind of replaces the Wiimote. Um, obviously, the HD graphics and resolution. And another one as well, which we haven't touched on, is the, the soundtracks for each game. So you can go into the game's mm-hmm. menu and go through the uh, soundtrack. And um, all three of these games just have a, such a unique and wonderful soundtrack, especially Mario Galaxy. M- Mario Galaxy is one of the best. It's probably got my favorite soundtrack in all the video games. Like, I love it. Um, and it's got one of the soundtracks where I've actually, like, uh, in high school, I had it on my iPod and I just had it, like, down low when I'm just... Um, doing studying or something like that, have Mario Galaxy just in the back of my head type of thing. So um, looking forward to playing. Like it's with Smash Bros, you know, I don't listen, I don't use the music feature a whole lot, but it's nice that it's there. Um, one thing I would like to say is I would have liked to see like a bit more sort of like concept art and stuff like that. Uh, stuff what we've seen like the Mega Man collections where you can go into it, see the concept art and even have like a bit more of a behind the scenes of maybe development of these games and just history on them other than the soundtrack. That's personally what I would have liked to see on top of the soundtrack stuff. But um, yeah, that's just me anyway. So really looking forward to these. And another uh, thing I just want to mention is that this this package is a limited time offer well, oh, until like the end of March 2021. And this so, is what most people are angry about. Yeah. And a, a lot of people, I think they're rightfully so. It's a bit, it's a bit crap, especially if you're a, uh, 
if you're in a situation where you know you can't just splash on video games and stuff and you know with the pandemic and everything that's going on it is a bit unfortunate if like well i can't get it right now when you've got it it makes you feel like you're missing out and you're going to miss out because you can't save up the you know full price game it's not cheap um so i can see that but personally for me um it's kind of like with Nintendo games being 80 bucks, it doesn't bother me because it makes me feel better about buying them when they come out because mm. I know they won't go down in price and I know that's exactly what they want. Yeah. <laughs> so they so more people buy it to start off with because people know that it won't go down 20 bucks in a month. Mm. So, you know, I'm falling right into that trap. Don't get me wrong. I'm aware. But, yeah, I think that is a bit crap because e- even um, from Nintendo's point of view, having this collection just out there for the rest of the Switch's life, it's just a great... Um, reason to pick up a Switch. Yeah, it's a so, good money printer. Yeah. And unlike the uh, 25th celebration where they re-released Mario All-Stars on the Wii, um, you know, this has also got a digital version. So there isn't any particular reason. It's just to make it feel like limited edition, scarce, go and get it while you can. And, uh, you know, just sort of give collectors and scalpers reasons to, you know, do their thing. It is an issue in in the context that, like, when I picked up my Xbox One, for example, the I, I picked it up on a tax time. I'm just like, all right, need to finish off my current gen gen collection. Pick up an Xbox <laughs> yeah. One, and um, <clears throat> the two things I got with it were Master Chief Collection and Rare Replay, which are both like pretty hefty collections of games. And you know, when when you look at that package, you're like, oh, I'll have plenty to play on my Xbox. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think this is sort of the similar sort of thinking here oh, is yeah. that it, it could it could have just been that as well. Um, in saying that, like, it is a bit of... A lot of people seem to think it alludes to, oh, you know, maybe the original Mario 64 will be coming on Virtual Console uh, or NSO or... And I don't think it's that at all. Yeah. I think... It, it, it is funny because, like, it seems like a bit weird to be like, if these games just disappear... It's such a waste on Nintendo's behalf that these just won't be used again, that they won't be sold again. But I, I think back to the 3DS Ambassador program where we got given um, so many uh, NES games and also Game Boy Advance games. Mm. And it's like, oh, Game Boy Advance games must be coming in, say, a year's time when, the, when you know, they feel like it's time to start rolling these out for a paid price. And, like, it was proven that they were on the system, that they were working, that there's emulation uh, working on the 3DS. But for the next, I don't know, was it seven years? Never saw Game Boy Advance games to this day on that console. Yeah. So this this very well could be maybe the only time we can get these three games on Switch. That's right, yeah. Which and is even worse. The, the <laughs> thing is, is like, the way I see it is more or less a marketing ploy. When this, when this came up, it was sort of like, when we were discussing about it, it's just like, that could be the Christmas game. You were like, I'm adamant this is the Christmas game. Little did we know it would drop uh, in a direct and we'd find out that it's actually in two weeks' time. We're like, shit. Cool. Yep. All right. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm keen for that, but at the same time, huh? Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, the way I see it is it's going to be a bit of a bit of part of like a, a marketing ploy. And what's going to happen is that you're going to have six months to pick it up. And if you don't have a Switch at the moment, like you can just go and buy it, right? Like in, in preparation for you having a Switch. Yes, that's a bit shitty and it's not great. But with Christmas coming up as well, that also leaves some more room for maybe gifts or whatever. Mm. Um, and sort of you'll you'll get it eventually. And if you pick up your physical copy now, you definitely have it ready for when you get the console. Um, but that's exactly what it's sort of alluding to is that the new consoles are coming out 
at the end of the year. People pick up the Mario collection now. And, you know, six months time, it goes away, right? It's running out um, enough time for the new consoles to circle around. Hits March. You know, Christmas is gone. Switches have sold because people, like, really want that Mario collection. Um, And then you compare that with a Christmas game that's hopefully going to get everyone excited. And, you know, at this point, we know that Zelda's not happening until next year. I'm pretty pretty adamant about that. Unless they just pull that out of their ass. It's coming November. It's like, oh, sweet. Well, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing I'm about to check uh, when I get a minute um, mm-hmm. and you're talking is the exact <laughs> release date of Zelda 1. Yeah. Because that will give us a pretty pretty rough idea of when to expect. Zelda, 25th, Zelda uh, 35th anniversary. 35th, yeah. yeah. 35th anniversary direct. Did or I say 20? Whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, 35th anniversary direct or whatever. And, you know, um, it, it, that's, that's why I'll be checking because I'm like, yeah, you know, that'd be the, that'd be the time when we get either a full release date or it'd be released on then or what, what have you. They're going to line that up now. I feel like, um, like preemptively, Zelda could have definitely been this end of year game along with that Mario collection would have been the perfect way to sort of snatch everyone's attention on this, because this, as far as we've known, like this this thirty five thirty uh, fifth anniversary has uh, direct has been delayed like quite some time. Mm. It's obvious that E three was probably going to be the big time for them to be dropping all of this news. Um, probably a good thing because now they've had more time to hash it out and like maybe get some some stuff in there that wasn't in there before, and you know really yeah. really make a good spectacle of it, but. Um, regardless, do you know, um, what have we got to Pikmin in October? Um, hopefully something that'll sort of grab the attention of everybody. December. Does Snap have a release date yet? No. So I, I suspect that probably first quarter next year. Yeah. But, but mm, at the same time, who knows? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, th- I think, I think that's what they're sort of banking on is that they have this Mario collection that lasts six months. You've got to pick it up during this time. Otherwise you're never going to get it. Mm. Um, and you've got an end of the year game that's going to, going to excite everyone. And like something like snap Two is, you know, a real eye opener for people. It's like, <gasps> mm. I we'll, want that. We'll put a pin in this sort of discussion about the, the Christmas game to get to a, another point down the line. Mm. But I just want to talk about sort of the three games themselves because these games really are special, like all in their own right. Um, so if you haven't played uh, Super Mario 64, Sunshine or Galaxy, you are in for a special treat. Like honestly, these are some of the, the best games on each of Nintendo's platforms. Um, so I, I would say like Super Mario 64, if you haven't played that, it might be a little bit hard to go back to just for the fact that it is an older game. I know a good friend of ours... Uh, uh, Bryce O'Reilly, mm-hmm. um, all through high school, I'm like you got to play Super Mario 64, dude. It is like one of it is like one of 64's greatest games. Like you got to play it, but he just couldn't sort of get around, you know, its blocky graphics and everything. Yeah, and like if you didn't play it when you're a kid, it's like yeah, fair enough. But like f- for example, I'm able to go back to that game, especially just so easily because I've just spent so much time um, just playing in it, let alone playing the game itself. Um, so really special game. At least, like, try try to sort of get used to the graphics and that. And if you don't, well, 
That's unfortunate. You're missing out. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so, so Super Mario Sunshine, that's the game for me I spent the least amount of time with just for the fact that I didn't have a GameCube when I was younger. Um, but I've always like played like a fair bit of it then sort of dropped it. I've never actually finished it. So this is going to be my time to actually finish the game and not just play through like half of it and go, oh, well, and drop it. <laughs> it's easily one of my favorite, favorite free, uh, 3D Marios. Just with the amount of like movement options and stuff that you get using Flood. Yeah, like, you know. it'd be like the it's one of the most versatile and movement uh, in the Mario series, really. Oh, absolutely, it? yeah. yeah. It's like you know, you spray a patch of water in front of you, and you slide on that patch of water, you immediately rock it down faster, or mm. you know, and then you've still got your other attachment. So you've got the regular flood attachment, which can already enhance your movements, and then you've got your secondary attachment, which is you know going to do as much as make you hover or blast you up in the air real high or rocket you at speeds like lightning. Yeah, it's it's really good. I just want to get your sort of take on how the flood controls might work on the uh, Switch um, Pro controller. Just with the triggers on the GameCube, you're able to sort of like uh, leverage your uh, pressure with the triggers, whereas the Switch Pro controller or the Joy-Cons don't support that. What do you reckon their workaround for that might be? I don't think it's going to be necessary. Don't reckon? Because I know like a lot of racing games, they're just like not as good on Switch just because you can't control your acceleration. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Mario Kart doesn't matter at all. You don't really have control over your acceleration. But if you're playing like Need for Speed or um, something like that, you really want that sort of um, ability to slow down and go around corners and that. But um, hopefully it's not an issue for uh, Sunshine. A lot of people saying that it might be an issue. Other people will say, you know, whatever. But hopefully it's not. It might be (laughs) an issue. um... It could be when like you're actually trying to like uh, squirt down some ink or something. Like with the just how far the distance is. Yeah, but most people, uh, most people that play Sunshine and play it optimally, know <laughs> that the most effective way to get anything that's involving uh, ink or, uh, say, like the Manta Ray, on I can't remember the exact name, something something Resort, um, the most effective way to get that done at all is to not even worry about it and just jump and pump Flood. Because it just makes this big conal shape of like water droplets. Yeah. And it just does like heaps at a time. You use a shit ton of water, sure, but like that's the most effective way to do it because you're pretty much guaranteed to not miss. So like doing like the small shots and stuff like that, I don't think it really matters. Mm. And anything that requires pressure uh, that, you know, I guess like getting stuff getting stuff stuck in the flood, for example, I guess is like one of the mechanics of the game, whether it be like enemies or fruit or whatever. And you're trying to make it go pew. Yeah. I, I dare say it'd just be like a meter up thing. Like it would be with the rocket power up where it goes. Roo, 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 and then you can sort of just launch it to whatever degree you need. Mm, okay. I don't think it'd be a problem at all, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, that's what I want to hear, but it won't be an issue. No, no. Um, so in Super Mario Galaxy, uh, the last one and Super Mario Galaxy, I've always described it as, Probably the most perfect a game can be in my eyes. Like, if like personally, I I just think it's just a tremendous game. Just from its music to its art style to its uh, level design, um, really is an amazing game. And Bryce, I know back in the day you hundred percented it, but both as Mario and Luigi. Yep, you've played this game to death. Uh, are you keen to jump back into it in twenty twenty? You know, I probably will. Yeah, yeah. I like. I I, th- I honestly think this game will be made easier without all the motion control bullshit. Mm. So I don't think <laughs> I don't think half the shit that was as tedious as hell, whether it be like Comet Stars or whatever, will be like incredibly irritating. 
Mm. You know, to go through that game for like 100% completion and get back to the Mushroom Kingdom world, that that requires 240 sh- 240 stars. That's a lot of stars. <laughs> you That's know, a lot of stars. And, I, and I'll tell you now, if there's one thing that fucking annoyed me more than anything, is fucking wang the Wii Remote every time I want to do anything. And yeah, it gets tiresome. Like, you, get, you just get sick of it. And you're collecting star bits. You're like, yeah, because that was um, apart from in 2010 when you know you're pretty much into your xbox stuff then but that's when mario galaxy 2 came out and you're sort of you played so much mario galaxy 1 i did not have the patience to go back to a mario galaxy yeah. 2 and like you know what that's fair enough you like uh, when you said like you know what i i've played a lot of galaxy 1 i'm like yes you did you did very well in the first one fair enough but i guess talk just talking about mario galaxy 2 um this is pretty much the only 3d mario game that's not included in this all-stars package because technically, with a 3D Land, 3D World, they're not counted as the 3D iterations of Mario. It's basically these three games plus the uh, second Mario Galaxy. And um, you know, it is a sh- it is really a shame that the second one's not included. The second one is personally like my personal favorite out of the two, and just just for the fact it would have been great to have that on Switch as well. Um, it's just it's it is disappointing. Like even if they go, even if uh, later down the line is like, hey, Mario Galaxy two available for 40 bucks or whatever they want to charge. Um, you know, I'll be happy with that too, but it's just a, just a bit of a shame. And um, I know like a lot of people did miss Mario Galaxy 1 because in 2007, the Wii was at its peak. A lot of people playing it. First Mario Galaxy game, everyone's excited. But to 2010, you know, a lot of people like yourself, like myself, um, you just, all right, it's time to, you know, play some Call of Duty, time to play some Xbox or PS3. And a lot of people did miss it, so... Um, yeah, it would have been great to see that included, but I mean, you let me borrow your copy, and I just did not have any semblance of patience to bother. Like, I got I got a few stars into the first world. I'm like, I just feel like I'm playing the same game, and I've done it far too much. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, nah, this is it for me. I don't need to play two, and I never did, and you know, and I'll, I probably never will. To be completely honest with you, maybe it's maybe it's like half with the direction that they went with it. I think that was more annoying i guess it just felt like mario it's it's like you'd been hit by the fucking like he'd come back down from earth and the first thing mario uh, from space and the first thing mario had seen was fucking <laughs> will smith from men in black and he's like oh, and you're like oh great so mario's just forgotten everything that happened i guess yeah and he's like, a forgetful boy he's you know, getting old he's probably looking he's like we have we have the shape that we, we we have this uh, ship that's shaped like your face but don't worry about it you know <laughs> you know we don't know you not at all. And like, I, I think the other thing as well is just the observatory in general, in, in my opinion. I know that a lot of people have fucking mixed opinions about this fucking thing, but the observatory for me was just like a magical little hub that actually just, you know, maybe feel like it was kind of its own sort of entity. Yeah. I say that. I like personally. I I don't like level select Mario's. I'm, I'm just not a fan. Of it. Like not a fan. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely see uh, pros and cons to both. Um, but yeah, but it, it does sort of blow my mind that, you know, Mario Galaxy, one of the best Mario games out there, probably probably the best one, to be honest, um, whether, whether you come down on that. But um, just the fact that there, there is a sequel to one of the best Mario games out there. And if you have if you didn't play it in 2010, I think, I think, you know, you should go back to it one day. Whenever you're in the mood for a Mario game, make that Mario Galaxy 2. Nah. Man. I just want to fucking bang my head into the fucking table. I just, <laughs> nah, like I, I have, I have my penchant for Galaxy One. I enjoyed it that much, and it come at a time where 
I was very limited in what I had, like, to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mother had just gone through a divorce and, you know, I, I had gotten a Wii as a birthday gift from uh, someone who was my father's... He, he was my father's best friend and, you know, he's he's sort of been in my life for, well, you know, most of my younger years um, trying to step in in places where, you know, where my father, where, where my dad couldn't because he hasn't been around. Um, and, yeah, he picked it up for me and then I sort of went and ventured out and got games for it myself and, you know, did whatever. And Mario Galaxy was one of those things where it's just like, I can invest time into this because, you know, we're in an internetless household. We can't afford it in our budget. The only thing I had before this was a Nintendo 64 and I've played that to death. Mm. Um, uh, you had the GameCube. I had the GameCube, but I had nothing for it. Uh, no, I did not have... Did not have the GameCube before my Wii, I don't think. Didn't or did you? I? I'm not sure. I remember playing... No, you did, because I remember bringing my, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. my Wii over to your place and we were also playing Mario Party yes, 7 yeah. or whatever we were playing. I do remember this, yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing is, at the time as well, is the time I got my GameCube is when everything was fucking fading out of fashion. Like, hang on. Yeah, yeah, I, I know you got it late. Yeah, I... <laughs> What a story, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my GameCube. It's got the uh, GBA player attached um, and no disc to go with it. So Rip Rip Drew, who ended up with it in the end. Um, That's a funny story how that actually full circle. Yeah. Right? So basically what happened is I went and sold this uh, to somebody who really wanted to just play GameCube. And that happened to be uh, Seamus Mullen's older brother, Darcy. And he ended up with it for a while, who then uh, passed it on to Seamus. <laughs> and then Seamus passed it back on to Drew. So now he's ended up with my old GameCube. I sold this thing for 50 bucks and now it lives on his shelf. So it went <laughs> full circle and now here we are. And oh. if anybody wants to donate their GBA player disc for poor old Drew over here, you're more than welcome. Because I've... I talk about this all the time. I've always just wanted a good way to play my Game Boy Advance games on the TV. <laughs> and I just get given this GameCube with a Game Boy player. I'm like, oh my God, yes. Then like, it doesn't have the disc. I'm like, oh, bro, do you have the disc somewhere? He's like... Uh, well, fuck, it's been like 10 years, man. I've got no idea where it is. My like, fuck. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And it would have got lost in like all the moving we uh, did and all that. And they're so expensive because everyone seems to lose the disc. <laughs> yeah, because you, you don't... Yeah. They come in like a shitty little case. It mm. really was not like anything yeah. special. Um, like so, a little sleeve, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's there. The GameCube's there. It's on the shelf, you know, so and it's part of our... I guess memorabilia back here. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, we're excited about the collection. The uh, the limited time thing's a bit crap, but at the end of the day, we're buying it day one. Mm -hmm. So now the other the other thing was is like going back on like anniversary and talking about like old titles. Ah uh, yes, Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda's original release date was February twenty first. Ooh. So, you know, not far on into the year, we're probably going to hear something about Zelda. So that, um, that Skyward Sword uh, remaster that came up on Amazon, uh, that could very well be a, a hint to February next year. An actual thing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people are sort of like, ah, oh, All-Stars collection, but for Zelda. And I'm like, you know what? They've already got two games lined up for it. And Ocarina of Time chucked in that package would probably make a pretty sweet deal for like an like a, a Hero of Time collection type oh. of thing. That'd be that'd be really nice. <laughs> but the chance the chances of that happening are pretty low, I think, at this oh. point. 
it would be really good. But you've got to look at it this way. If that's come up on Amazon this early, February 21st, we're going to be hearing about Zelda news then. That's pretty much 100% certainty. Um, I, I honestly don't think we'll have Breath of the Wild 2 at that point. But at that point, that will be no. when they announce it. And I don't think it'll be that far off of the anniversary date. Yeah. I think it'll probably be like, you know, March, April. It's very possible. Because like, obviously we don't have much news in the ways of things that fill the gap until then. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I just, we'll, we'll talk about this sort of uh, the February um, part next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so February 12th, 2021, a port of Super Mario 3D World is going to be coming out. Uh, it's got, and it's got actually got a sort of a brand new title. So Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And this is going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm personally a pretty big fan of 3D World. Bryce, I know you don't really no, care ne- about the game necessarily. Ne- neither here nor there about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but this one's got a fair few uh, new things in it. Um, obviously, they with the biggest thing being the sort of expansion, Bowser's Fury, where we just, at the end of the trailer, just sort of see the camera zoom into Mario when it's got a real, like, uh, storm setting. and um, Really dark. Yeah. Nintendo are really starting to pick up on the our fans like dark and edgy. <laughs> yes, I love dark and edgy in my Mario games. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, I think. But this looks really cool. Sort of, a, it looks more like a, of a hub world in a, the three D world um, engine, which uh, through the for the rest of the three D world game, it doesn't really do that. It's all level select and jumping into levels and getting into the flag, and that's pretty much it. Whereas this looks like you could go into like. Uh, Sort of like, this looks like there's heaps of little doors around the place, like shrines almost from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild where you can go into and maybe, I don't know whether it's challenges where it's like, you know, Bowser set up these challenges and you're doing them or it is something more akin to just a normal levels when you're going into them. But I, I saw that you said on Twitter that it would be great if it was like a sort of like a, a Banjo-Kazooie um, type thing. So what I don't it, think that was me. Wasn't it? No. I did say to you... <laughs> I did say to you that I would love it if it were like uh, sort of more like a Kaizo approach, like harder difficulty platforming situations. Mm. I assume that is it. Like just from the sort of tone they were setting and just calling it Bowser's Fury, it sounds like Bowser's set up some difficult challenges. Which is what I I hope for that game because that game was so simple that it it hurt. (laughs) Like I think I beat it within eight hours and I was done with it. I'm like, "Mm, cool. Did you do all the stuff at the end, though? All the challenge stuff? Oh, yeah, I did all the challenge levels. Yeah, shit, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. It was really not hard. <laughs> it was quite simple. I can't even remember what it was now. It, it, it sort of like, it made me think, that, oh, my God, that game is seven years old. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Oh, really. God. <laughs> is it really? Like, Jesus Christ. It came out 2013. It was uh, November uh, 13th, 2013. I think I had been uh, out, of, out of home for a year at that point. Yeah. What? what? No kids. Christ. Yeah. So, like, with this Wii U stuff, it's actually... I was thinking about it the other day. It's, it's really starting to tap into some nostalgia, like early Wii U and, you know, Mario Kart 8 coming out, Smash Bros. for Wii U. It's really starting to tap into something nice, which I'm looking forward to. But mm-hmm. um, along with... So, there's some, some new additions. I believe there's multiplayer for... Not multiplayer. There's online multiplayer, which wasn't included in the first one, which is great if it works. Um, and some other little changes have been made too. So like the running speed for all the characters has been turned up as well. Um, Game Explains done like a side-by-side and you can uh, see that Mario and the other characters are running faster, 
which uh, thinking back to it, that was never that was it was never a complaint for me that oh the game's too slow, but other people seem to have uh, those criticisms. So hopefully it fixes the game for those people that were thinking that. Um, so yeah, um, because it was it was good because when I was uh, it came out uh, you know just before Christmas time initially and. People were coming over and I'm like, oh, well, let's play some Mario. Whereas I never had that with Mario Galaxy or any of the other Mario games where so like, all right, let's play some, let's play together. Whereas having a four-player um, Mario 3D world was actually a lot of fun. I actually quite enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to the game, but yeah, it's not coming out until February. And that sort of just comes up with like, you know, the big holiday game, whatever that's going to be. It sort of seemed like that this might have been that title. Because they are adding what seems like you know a pretty significant part of uh, new content to the game, mm. so it seemed like that might have been say for November, but was delayed because of whatever reason. Probably nineteen. Probably, probably the thing that's affecting everything at the moment. I would say it's that. But um, what do you think about that? Don't know. Yes. Don't know really. Yeah, I think I think they've they've kind of had something. You know, sitting there waiting for that that release title for a while of like Christmas game, but you know, I think I think the way that they've formulated it now is everything's sort of ending. Like we haven't even talked about Mario Thirty Five yet, which you know, Mario Thirty Five. Um, to put it bluntly, because I don't think it really needs much explanation, but as the title suggests, it's like Tetris Ninety Nine. It's Battle Royale, but Mario. Um, and it's with 35 players. Um, essentially, uh, that's, that also comes out pretty soon, I believe. And October 1st. Yeah. And then runs until March 31st. Mm-hmm. That is also when the 3d collection ends. Yes. Yes. It does. Okay. And, um, uh, 3d world plus Bowser's fury comes out mid Feb. Right, so technically, Bowser's uh, World plus Bowser's Fury um, is going to be like the end hurrah for the 35th anniversary. They're going to be like, hey, that's it. Two weeks later, you're going to have Zelda. And then to the end of March, just for clarity's sake, they're going to keep the Mario games around a little bit longer just so they can give off that last hurrah on the Mario anniversary, start the Zelda anniversary. Whoever's missed out on the limited time releases like All-Stars 3D and playing Mario 35. They'll give that time to soak out and then they'll start Zelda Celebration after that. So, yeah, basically a month a month between a Zelda Direct, get to the end of that month, Mario stuff ends, Zelda stuff begins. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So do you reckon Zelda stuff for April? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Like the, cool. I, I think I think um, they're not going to be able to sh- like really shell out something super fast for Zelda. We might get something on the virtual console or whatever, provided there is anything left to put on there. I'm not sure if all the NES and SNES titles are already on there. Yeah, I Zelda, mean Zelda One, Zelda Two, and Link to the Past. Mm. I think that's it. Yeah, pretty much is for for the uh, Zelda side of things. Yeah, yeah. So they like there's not going to really be anything on the same level as like oh here's All Stars on the you know Virtual Console or whatever. I, mm. That that's obviously not going to be there. So maybe it is just going to be a case of like 
It's Zelda's anniversary. Say happy birthday. Okay, now you won't see see anything until April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just with the the Mario 35, um, I can see myself playing this uh, like a fair bit. It looks like a lot of fun. Just like with the whole idea of jumping on enemies, you know, killing them. And similar to getting Tetris um, in uh, Tetris 99, you send those enemies to the uh, other 34 players. Um, seems pretty fun. I'm actually pretty keen for this. And, you know, it is a bit of a shame that this isn't a thing that's just going to be sticking around. Because it would have been great just for the online service. You know, you're paying your 20 bucks uh, or 30 bucks for us a, a year uh, just to have, you know, two options to play when, when, it, when it comes to this sort of formula. I just don't think they think, I just don't think that they think it'll survive long. And I think where they're mm. actually pulling that data from is probably more or less what happened and the reason um, it, this was taken down it was obviously because of this, but Mario 100. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a thing on the internet for a while and you could play that and stuff like that. But, you know, after the first week, it stagnated like really quickly and didn't see much service. I, I think the reason it is purely this way is because they're like, ah, well, you know, we've we've seen the data obviously already and we've seen like how much attention it keeps and it doesn't seem to keep people's attention for very long. So it'll be a waste of services if we keep it online after yeah. a certain amount of time. I don't think it's particularly that. I think... Uh it's just for the same reason all this stuff's limited, just to make it feel special. and uh, Which is yeah. a Japan thing. Like, as as many people have noted, this is exactly what Japan does with, with things like this. They make them limited run. Mm. It's a very uh, Nintendo thing to do, just to make you feel like, oh, I've got to spend my money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, moving on. So, this is uh, something that, um, when it really sunk in, it actually started to really excite me. And as I said, I've spent a fair bit of money on it already. So Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. You can turn your home into a racetrack. And, uh, you know, we saw the trailer. I was like, oh, it's just a new Mario Kart. But it sort of comes up on the Switch with a, you know, real life setting and uh, the Mario from a third person uh, uh, perspective. And I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? Then like the go-kart just rushes past. And I'm like, oh, right. And I watched it in the morning. I'm like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Seems pretty cool. And like, the more I thought about it that day, I'm like, I could have a lot of fun with that because if anyone can sell me fucking toys, it's Nintendo. <laughs> I'm 26 years old and I'm still like, oh, fuck it. I'll get that toy. I don't have any kids. I don't have an excuse. <laughs> they hurry up and have a kid so I can just buy all the all the shit, all the Hot Wheels and that I played as played with when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, I used to like have my Thomas the Tank Engine set, my Hot Wheels, and I used to make little cities and stuff. And like just the idea of having this when I was a kid would have blown my mind. Of course, it would have blown my mind because mum and dad's like, where the hell did you get that technology? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> when you got that AR camera on your Mario Kart. Um, but yeah, I can see this being a lot of fun. Hopefully, hopefully it works as advertised because I can see myself, basically my house, I've got the living room sort of in the center and I can go around the hallway into the kitchen, into the dining room from back into the lounge room. So I've got like basically like a little... A little uh, uh, circuit I can make. It's all hardwood floor, so it will work fine. Um, so I can put my switch in the TV and just sort of like drive around the house. I just hope the walls don't block the Bluetooth connection because we do know the switch has real shit wireless capabilities. Mm. So I hope it doesn't just like go around the corner. So, oh, we've run out of Bluetooth. Sorry, mate. Because <laughs> um, if it does that, it's like, all right. So I'm just doing donuts in my, la- in my lounge room then. That's what it sort of leads me to be. <laughs> But 
you know, as, as sort of an adult, I'm not going to go to all the effort to set up all the uh, signs and make a real sick looking uh, track. But I can see kids really getting into it, like coloring in their own signs, putting them up, uh, you know, making jumps and stuff. I reckon it'd be like, I'm really excited about it. And I was, I, I'm like, you know what, bugger, I'll get it. I'll, on Amazon, it was 133 bucks, So it was uh, $17 cheaper than it was at EB Games. But yes, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You got me at the time where I'm feeling a bit sore. My paychecks come in. Let's go. Let's just put 130 bucks onto this remote <laughs> control car. <laughs> this fucking thing. Because no, no, if, you're, if, you're if you're a male, you're an adult, you know, go remote control cars are always fun. Yeah. They're always fun. They're I, always fun. I, I can attest to it because the the thing is, is when Evie's birthday party was going on the other weekend, mum was like, oh, you know, Arthur's going to get something to unwrap as well. So she picked up like this Hot Wheels remote control car that was at the post office. Oh did my God. 40 down to 10. Ooh. And it was like, just like a monster truck a control car. I think I was sitting there for an hour just buzzing <laughs> around with that fucking thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. But- me looking at this, I'm just like, oh boy, I see so many problems. It is 150 odd bucks. I'm yeah, like, 150 retail in Australia. So, yeah, and you I'm know, like, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not sure I need it, especially when I live in a house that's mostly carpeted. Yeah, and- I was thinking about your place. I'm like, yeah, it might it would be like a bit lose a bit of traction to going around the carpet and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this is a very niche product that is, you know, very much like in the in the same vein as Labo yes. of where you're going to find a little enjoyment out of it for about a week and then you're going to be like, I really can't be buggered setting all this shit up again. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I can find my... I'll have a lot more fun with this when I will Labo. I won't just yeah, cause set up... Because you, you don't have to build it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that. But still, mm. you, you know, you are just looking at it from the perspective of like... You know, there is still work to be done in order to get it to work. Like, for example, when you want to make a track, you have to actually run the track first before you can start a race. Yeah, and that's not a big deal, I don't think. Yeah, but then you've you've got stagnancy. You've only got so much things in a house that you can make a track around. Yeah, of course. Like, I'll do, like, my one circuit. I'm like... Oh, I'm getting a bit bored of this. <laughs> but but we could go out into like the sale yards where there's this, this asphalt and we can take our switches and we can make a little track, do some little jumps and stuff. Yeah, and next thing you know, like the tyres the are ruined from all the gravel. and Yeah, that's, it'll wear down the tyres. The asphalt like and like, yeah. you know, and that's the problem is that these things, as, as nice as they are and as cool as the concept is, like they are toys and... Toys historically, especially these days, like again, you were talking about the Thomas the Tank Engine. A lot of that stuff was like die cast and you know, things that were built to last. I've still got a basket oh, yeah, filled, yeah. filled with them. So do I. Mine yeah. are wrapped up in the at my parents' place still. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've got them in the shed at home. It, they're just like a huge cane basket filled with die cast Thomas shit and you know, what have you. But like this stuff is like all plastic, and the moment you sort of hit a rough and tumble with it, I can see parts breaking on them. I can, you know, and I think like a lot of the money when you come down to it, if you want to put Nintendo software price, 80 bucks on the game and then $70 on the cart. And considering that cart has an AR camera in it, plus Bluetooth, how much, how much sturdiness is actually put into the toy itself? Don't know. Well, I'll be able to report on it once it comes out. Oh, by all means, like it'll be <laughs> interesting. It'll be interesting, but just like from my perspective, I'm like, I don't think that's a good investment when I've got two kids. That's ah, great investment, Bryce. <laughs> I've got two children. I love right? it. Yeah, I'm sure they would, but they would also break it very fast, and that's 150 dollars down the drain if they do. 
That's the risk you got to play, my friend. So oh my just God. just going into I'll like stick with the Hot Wheels, all right? <laughs> yeah, the bit cheaper. Ten bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I could just make my own track without the Switch. Yeah, and and like I said earlier, like I pre-ordered the Mario bundle. I'm up. Yeah, yeah, bugger. I get the Mario bundle. Then on Twitter, see that uh, Luke's pretty much pre-ordered everything in this direct, including the Mario and Luigi bundles. And I'm like, oh, he's a bit keen. What's he doing? That's a bit. That's a bit much money. Bloody hell, Luke. Yeah. Spending a bit of money there, but I'm like, yeah, what, if I, what, if I, what if I get the Luigi too? Yeah. You're, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> Why am I a hypocrite? You're a hypocrite because you're like, oh, Luke, yeah. that's, that's a lot of money, Luke. Luke, that's a bit of money. So what if I got the Luigi one as well? Then <laughs> Bryce would come over and we can play uh, two-player. Because that's the thing. Like, If I spend 130 bucks, I'm racing around by myself. Like, you know, it's going to get a bit boring. But if I get some other child... Who can play with me? Whether it's you, whether it's uh, Chantel's not enough of a child. She's a mature woman. Um, <laughs> as she might. Um, yeah. Anyway, so in the box you get one of the uh, carts, you get four gates, you get two arrow markers, and you get a USB charging cable. Um, and basically, what's the bit of the rundown here? So. Duh, 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 duh. Um, you can basically play in a Grand Prix Cups and you're racing against the Koopalings. That's why in all the screenshots you don't see any other characters, you just see the Koopalings. Um, so, yeah. Um, it seems like apart from playing together or just like versing them in the Grand Prix Cups, there's nothing else to it. Um, it would be good to see like maybe some missions or something like that akin, akin to uh, Mario Kart DS where you have like some things to do. But who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm not expect like you know I'm not expecting the world from this game. I'm just you know gonna have a bit of fun with it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought Mario Maker was the pinnacle of make it the fuck yourself content, well I bring you Mario Kart Live. It's literally make your own f- make it your fucking self, <laughs> like down to a T. You go into your living room, you lay down some gates, you fucking have a good time. All right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Don't have to 3D model much. You just. <laughs> Um, but another interesting thing too is that it's uh, developed by VLAN uh, Studios. So VLAN Studios, it's one of their first games they've uh, made and it's obviously one of their first partnership with Nintendo. And uh, late last year, uh, this is from Variety, that um, EA to publish new team-based action game from indie studio VLAN. And basically, a couple of the co-founders were from um, where we got uh, Vicarious Visions from Activision, and they've helped on games such as Bungie, uh, not Bungie, um, <laughs> uh, Destiny Two, uh, where we got uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Insane Trilogy, and uh, other various games. So you know they've had their sort of um, hand in the, I guess, toys to life or whatever that genre is, um, for a bit, just there yeah, with Activision with Skylanders and that. So, yeah, cool to see. And they're out on their own now. And they've got a job with Nintendo. That's good. That is good. Just good for them. I like how Vi- Vicarious Visions is sort of coming back again. Yeah. Like this week, um, they also handled the uh, the Tony Hawk's 1 Plus 2 remaster, which is honestly a contender for Game of the Year for me. I've had so much fun. Um, and just to see them sort of come back when they did uh, Crash... They did Spiral as well, didn't they? No, Toys for Bob did them. Oh, Toys for Bob did Spiral. Okay, yep. so Crash, um, Crash, and then on to Tony Hawk's. Uh, they did stellar jobs on them. I'm like, you know, 
going back, Vicarious Visions was something, you know, you looked back at and it was like Guitar Hero. Yeah. And stuff like that. Man, they, so, they were a great Activision studio. They were. They yeah. were an amazing Activ- Activision studio. And it's taken a while for them to sort of re-grasp like, and sort of come back to the to the place they're at now. But then a lot of developers coming out of Vicarious are like, you know, doing doing really awesome things. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard great things about that remaster. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I would like to go play it and you, sort of relive some of those. You can borrow my copy when I'm done. Like yeah. I'm, I am, I'm pretty much dead on done. Well, that sounds good. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. I, I've, it. I've got some, I've got some goals left to do. I've unlocked every park. I've gotten one secret character. I need to finish the challenges for the other secret character. Um, but then past that, it's just doing challenges and running online for high schools. But like it, it, it's sort of like the reason I have a lot of faith in Vicarious developers at the moment is because when I look at that game, I'm just like. Not only have they taken everything I loved about the first two Tony Hawk's games, but mechanically they also took a lot that was great about three and four and maybe a little bit onwards as well and added stuff that made like chaining together combos in that game, uh, like reverts and wall plants and manuals and just all this stuff congruently that like, even though it's only a remaster of the first two games, it feels like you're playing something that's more complete, like three and four. Yeah, I heard that it's... uh Got more of the mechanics of four, yes. sort of built on it from there. Sounds yeah, it sounds good. Uh, yeah, um, except for the except for the way that four runs the missions. Four's a bit strange in how it runs its missions, but um, yeah, no, it it definitely has been fun. And I'm currently going through every park at the moment, trying to get the platinum score on every park. And you know, I just I I I, I jump right back into it, and I'm like, damn, I still. I, I I spent five years of my life like playing pretty much nothing but Tony Hawk every day. Like whether it was like anywhere from the first one or all the way up until Thug Two, and like just they've encapsulated everything I love about Tony Hawk. And mm. just like every time I hear hear about Vicarious Visions this week, I'm like, fuck me, they were good developers, and it's taken them a while to come back, but God, they've come back strong. Yeah. So it's good to hear that like even with the Toys to Life stuff, like they've they've still managed to sort of, you know keep an empire going in the background, even if I'm not too interested in it, like whether it be Skylanders or mm. what have you. I'm a little disappointed they haven't been asked to, uh, to work on a Guitar Hero 3 remaster. That would be absolutely sick. And if, if Vicarious Visions, if you're listening, do it. Just the whole studio. Just, just the whole studio. Just <laughs> get on it. And this is where they all, they're like, shit, somebody wants Guitar Hero 3 remastered. And then I'm just like, yep, straight on it. Just clip this conversation. And send it to your boss. Vicarious Visions, get on it. <laughs> Master. Anyway, um, yeah, so you know, hearing hearing that these developers have still retained something that's so great about them is just so refreshing. Mm. You know, it's something yeah. it's something that like even even with Rare, like you think back with Rare, I'm just like, God, I have such a love for just about everybody on that team. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Actually, what platform are you playing? Tony Hawks, Peace. Tony Hawk, Peace Hawk. I just got it on PS4 because I was just like, you know what? Um, I don't know if there's any extra secret characters in the game yet and like nobody had combed it enough to find out, but I bet you 100% that if there's going to be a secret character in that game, it's going to be locked on PS4 because I can guarantee it'll be Spider-Man. <laughs> unfortunately, well, unfortunately and fortunately, there is no exclusive content amongst it. So my platform of choice was like whatever. And like, obviously for a while I've been off 
supporting PlayStation for years. So I was like, damn it, I supported them. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they got you and they didn't even have to. Uh, no, they didn't market. have to do much. But yeah. like if, if Spidey was there, I was, I was going to have Spidey, you know, like. Yeah, because he, he was a THPS too. Two, yeah. yeah, and you were like, "Oh my god, you're playing a Spider-Man," and you know that's something that I was like, "Yeah, I'd like I, I have to have that if he's there." I really hope uh, Crash Bandicoot's in there somewhere because there's kind of no reason why he shouldn't be in there as a hidden character. Um, uh, no, as far as I'm concerned, the way the way the out, uh, outlook's looking for that game is we've already got two secret characters. There might be more added in later on, but a lot of people are seeming to think they'll probably have the third one as DLC. Right, um, like the third game as a as a conglomerate because it's it's pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah, as the, a, as the a month time. after release, Activision will put in the battle pass. <laughs> That's how you get them, you know. Um, and then from there, uh, just I think I think the primary focus with that game is trying to not push monetary like monetary content unless it's to expand. Uh, and that all depended on how the reception of this game was going to be, you know, on, on release and just. The, the internet is blown up about it. They're just like, God, I feel like I'm back in college again. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, I feel like I'm five again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, technically a little bit older than that, six, but you get my point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been it's been an absolutely awesome experience. So it's good to see that this studio that's working on live is is vicarious developers because I feel like a lot of um Yeah, ex vicarious developers, yeah. yeah. But X X still means a lot when it comes oh, yeah. to those guys. Like they they still made awesome games in the past, you know. So hear, hearing that like fills me with a lot of confidence in them getting it to work correctly, especially given Skylanders, Guitar Hero, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Give me Guitar Hero three remaster, please. Yeah, please. Uh, so the next the next thing which I haven't actually heard you talk about much, which I kind of assume just means you don't give a shit. Um, so they announced that a Game & Watch Super Mario Bros. Uh, edition will be coming out. So they say get into the spirit of the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. with the Game & Watch Super Mario Bros. out November 13th. And uh, this special system includes uh, Super Mario Bros. So you can play that. You can play Super Mario Bros. The Lost, Lost Levels. You can play a modified version of Ball, uh, which basically just swaps Game & Watch's head with a Mario head. And it's also a digital clock, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Just uh, so I um, I went and pre-ordered one. I went to EB Games uh, like lunchtime, already sold out. wasn't on the website, couldn't find it. Went to uh, Amazon, put everything into my list, and I went to go to checkout, and it sold out just as I was about to check it out. I'm like, oh no! So then I jumped to JB Hi-Fi and I got it there. Um, and it's just one of those like I, at the end of the day, it's one of those Nintendo purchases where it's like, do I need this? Like, no. Do I want this? Oh. <laughs> not necessarily but it's just one of those things where their limited edition sort of uh, marketing ploy sort of got me it'll Buy be the a balls. commodity in the future I, yeah. I just I just don't think I really need that yeah no but try, I don't think anyone needs this but uh, it's just a fun little thing to have like, especially for me because I just love my Nintendo handhelds and um, obviously the Game of Watch and this limited edition um, version of uh, Super Mario Bros you know it's just a fun little knickknack to have I like my little knickknacks Fair so, enough. Yeah. Um, what they say here? So in the box, it comes with a system and it comes with a USB-C cable and the AC adapter is not included. Of course. So, <laughs> so I never actually thought that it was going to be rechargeable too. So I know it's oh, you know 2020. What that so. You know what that means? this means though? 
They were going to hack the shit out of this thing. Yeah, that'd be sick. I hope they do. Oh, my God, Bryce, you were right. I hope this gets blown right wide open. They'll nothing. put World on it and everything. Yeah, just put Game Boy Advance. Oh, my God, Bryce, you're right. I never even thought about that. Please hack it. They're going to hack the shit out of it. Please, They're going to yeah. hack the shit yeah. out of it. Yeah. Now you're talking. Now I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they'll get all, all GBA games working on it because you're only going to have. Yeah, it might just work with NES games, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm keen for that. Uh, look, if if you can get World to run on it, um, it will work fine with it. That's the way I'm going to view it. Yeah. 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 So actually, yeah. Oh, now that you put that in my head, I'm like, yes. Okay. Now I'm actually pretty happy I got one. <laughs> Apart from my, oh, I better buy it because it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my justification. <laughs> Beautiful. Especially from JB where it's like, uh, I didn't get the discount Amazon was offering. And five dollars postage, so it's actually like eighty-one bucks or something. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of money for whatever the hell that thing is. Um, so yeah, <laughs> let's hope you can hack it because then I'll feel justified. Um, you absolutely be able to hack it. Yeah, I hope so. Like, That'd be awesome. Given given how easy the NES and SNES Mini were to hack, I don't think this is any different. I yeah. think it'd be very easy to hack. Maybe you can just like put Smash Bros on it. Just really go all out. In I there. don't think you'll be able to go that far. Oh, you know, put, put uh, Mario Kart 8 <laughs> on there. Just have a good time. Well, you're talking about emulating things today. Somebody managed to get, uh, they said like, you know, something something that is a constant and everybody should know this is like somebody who plays video games. Uh, if you can't get it to play Doom, then it's not worth having. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. But that 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 extends to the point where you know people have done crazy things and trying to get doom. Works on calculators. It works on calculators. Um. Somebody got uh didn't did manage to find a way to play Doom on one today, but somebody managed to get a video of Doom running on a pregnancy test. <laughs> How on a digital pregnancy test? Wow. How crazy is that shit? That's funny. <laughs> Could you imagine if um. You might be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a techie, techie woman. You're like, hey, hey, sweetheart, um, I've got something I want to tell you. And you're showing the pregnancy test and the man's like, oh, my God, it's doom. <laughs> yes, that's right, honey. I'm giving birth to the devil. <laughs> doom slayers right in my, right, right in my canals right now fighting yeah. off demons. <laughs> the, the next week they got like YouTube browser working oh look, i'm watching the house of mario on here this is nice <laughs> <laughs> oh beautiful um and just to finish up the direct so there's lots of in-game events going on so to start mm. off with there's the splat fest happening early next year where you can choose either mushroom or power star so bryce do you feel like you're gonna be cho- what, what side are you, you gonna be choosing power star probably yeah and like just with the designs, like they made t-shirt designs, which you can get through my Nintendo. Uh, the, the Power Star one looks awesome. It does. It's not even the Power Star. The Power Star is what you collect in Super Mario 64. It's like the... Invincibility. In, invincibility. Technically star, yeah. still a Power yeah. Star. Yeah. In, yeah its, but own, it's, in its, it's own right. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, I've got to get my terminology right. We've got to... You know, podcast of the House of Mario. There's going to be someone out there. Jamie Penning in the Discord say, hey, boys, it's actually not a Power Star. I was like, fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, I got sacked from my own show. <laughs> You're yeah. fired, Drew. See you later. No, I'll see you. <laughs> I bet you didn't even know that somebody put out a demo for like a really cool looking 2D Mario today. I did. I saw it. Yeah, flashback. You yeah. Know. Looks, 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 looks awesome. really dope. Yeah. 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 And Too like, bad it'd be taken down 
tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, if it's not taken down right now, I'll be surprised. But it's like, Nintendo, if you actually made something that looked like that instead of just like went with like the same thing for the last 10 years with the new Super Mario Bros. series, well, maybe you'll get the same reaction from people going, oh. They really, really need to do what Sonic Team did for Mania and just learn to work with some of these people that are crafting these things. Oh, yeah. Because, my God, not only would they find some, like, brilliant developers uh, just just through proxy of their love of, like, Nintendo, but, like, also get some really banger products out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And even with, like, a similar thing, maybe even being for, like, the Pokemon series, Zelda, like, there's lots of series where they could benefit from um, that idea. But it's just like, you know, Miyamoto's gone on record, especially with Mario Plus Rabbids, like, all right, my games, Mario jumps. What does he do in your game? And like, obviously in... Uh, Mario murders people with shotguns. Yeah, he's, he's got a shotgun in Mario Rabbids. He doesn't actually, but, you know, you know, <laughs> get the idea. And these spin-off games, he does different things when they're made by other developers. But that's probably why I won't see him um, or other developers just making platformer games. Mm. But, yeah, I definitely agree. I'd love to see that. Um, so there's going to be an event in Super Smash Bros. There's going to be a tournament where you play as Mario... Uh, characters, Mario-themed items, and Mario stages. So that could be cool, or it might be very bad. Yeah, who knows? Who knows with Nintendo <laughs> Online system? Uh, they said something about Mario Kart Tour, but I really sort of glazed over. They did have the um, <laughs> yeah. retro-style uh, Mario and Donkey Kong. I'm like, oh, that, that looks cool, but the game that it's in uh, sort of negates anything cool that I just saw within these uh, three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Oh, Mario Kart Tour, we hate you. Yeah, we dislike you quite a bit, Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> you can put that in the rubbish bin. Yes, directly. Right yes. next to all those uh, bananas and shells I've put in there. Mm, yeah. Mm. I have to ask, why are the shells in the bin, Drew? Uh, because if someone steps them on the floor, there'll be Cooper guts all over my new carpet. Oh, I thought you were making turtle soup. I was getting a little bit excited. Oh, no turtle soup here, oh, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, no turtle soup here. And uh, there's a 35th anniversary themed uh, ninja uh, speedrun course coming to Super Mario Maker 2. So cool stuff. Cool stuff, Bryce. So, yeah, that's uh, all of the direct. We talked about that for a long time. But, you know, it's a, it's been a long time in, in the making, really. Yeah. Been talking about the rumors for a long time. Whether it was, oh, there's a full remake or it's just a collection or it doesn't include this or it includes that. Now we know it and it's coming out very soon. So I'm looking forward to just to uh, getting to play these games portably. Whether it, even like Super Mario 64, obviously there was Super Mario uh, 64 DS. So we've had a lot of experience playing that game handheld like many moons ago. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Galaxy playing it handheld is going to be a lot of fun just you know, without motion controls, which yeah. would be great. And Mario Sunshine, this is the first time Mario Sunshine has had a re-release ever, apart from the GameCube version, the original version of it came out. Mm. No virtual console, no, no nothing. No. Nah. So finally. good. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. It's a surprise it never got new play control or something like that. Yeah. Like, For the Wii. Yeah. Like you would have thought, but no. Nah. Nah, yeah. Not at all. You could have uh, pointed your Wii mode. I'm going to squirt there. There. I'm going to squirt that little fella over there. And you point towards him. You're like, you're all wet now. Ha <laughs> ha. Then you jump off through Delfino Valley. And you're like, yay. Look at me. They make the rocket control. So you have to go. Yeah, you're just like constantly shaking. Like, oh, I'm charging up my water. Soda pop. <laughs> like in the, yeah, uh, 
Mario Party 8 where you're doing like the wine bottle. You've got to shake it up as much as possible. Yeah. Everyone on the couch is just like... <laughs> I actually thought that was really cool how they do the thing where like you put your thumb over the Wiimote then you let go and that's when like the poor pot... I thought that was actually quite cool. Wasn't that one in WarioWare as well? Probably was. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had to yeah. do that and then you go... Psh, and then you got like some really badly drawn dudes going... <laughs> <laughs> that's great. yeah, that's awesome. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I miss WarioWare so many things. Nintendo remaster. <laughs> yeah, remaster that and bring out a new one, please. Yeah, for sure. Intelligent systems. What are you doing? Uh, Making Paper Mario just released. Just go. no excuse. WarioWare. WarioWare. You've completely forgotten about WarioWare, the most integral game that you haven't got on that system yet. Yeah, out of out of like all the new games that could be announced for. Uh, Switch like if they come out the next day saying hey there's a brand new 3D Mario platform I'm like oh whatever but WarioWare that's where it's at oh yeah yeah oh yeah you have no idea oh I have a, I have a little bit of an idea I'm I'm saying the same thing and keen, and keen for Smooth Moves Part 2's <laughs> Smooth Moves Part 2's <laughs> <laughs> oh um Oh, just before we move away from the Mario stuff, uh, Puma have uh, Super Mario sneakers. Oh, of course, yes. The the fabled sneaker drop mm. that every company seems to be having lately. Yeah, and they actually look really cool. I would like to pick up a pair, but I don't know. It seems like a lot of effort. They seem to be pretty hard to get. So you be, in Australia, they'll be 180 bucks, which I don't know if that's a good price for Puma shoes. No idea. Um, and they're available from the Foot Locker from September 14th. Um, I'm on an article on Vooks.net, and I click on the fact that they're available and I click on the link they've provided and it takes me to the Foot Locker and it comes up with an unavailable page. So whether they've already been sold out at the time of recording, I'm not quite sure. But they did an unboxing of them on Nintendo's official uh, page uh, with the Nintendo uh, Minute sort of segment they do uh, there. And the, just everything from the packaging and that looks really cool. Like it kind of looks like the shoe box kind of looks like a Nintendo 64 box with like Mario screenshots from various games all over it in black and white. And um, just the presentation is really, really good on it. So I guess that's cool. Yeah. I will quite like a pair of them, but. $180 is not too bad for a pair of premium grade sneakers. Yeah. I paid 140 for my last pair. Yeah. But so. I, I've got a ginormous foot too, so that doesn't say much, but yeah. Just you know. one. <laughs> just a ginormous just foot. Just one ginormous foot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the other one's just like, yeah. Se- severe club foot syndrome going on there. <laughs> Just huge foot. You know what they say? Large feet. Large. Big yeet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just censor you right there, okay? <laughs> you can throw very far if you have large feet. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So we've just got a couple more articles, Bryce. So let's uh let's play the little news jingle. Woohoo! Yeah! Is that all? I fight for my friends. Fantastic. That's how it's done. It is. So a few weeks ago, Bryce, we talked about uh, sort of Nintendo's pretty rubbish policy of no refunds on the eShop. Yes, we did. And only recently have they sort of changed things in how you can sort of cancel pre-orders. Which is good. (laughs) Yes, this is a very much needed feature. Uh, so this is from Vooks.net and the article is called The Nintendo Switch eShop now allows pre-orders to be cancelled up to seven days before release. Uh, and the article reads, uh, Nintendo has today changed its policy on pre-orders for the Nintendo Switch eShop and you now have the ability to cancel them. It's also changed uh, when you are now charged for pre-orders, which is a big one too. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, today, uh, before today, if you uh, before today, if you pre-order the game on Nintendo Switch eShop, it would charge you right away, and the game would download. You also wouldn't be able to cancel that pre-order after afterwards. Uh, now, from today, if you pre-order a game on the Switch eShop, you can cancel that pre-order up to seven days before the game is due to be released. Uh, you will only be charged also seven days before release, uh, not at the time of pre-order. Uh, games will still uh, preload, but they will now only preload seven days before. You can cancel on the screen below at any time. So basically you go to your account settings and where you'd find wishlist, re-download, all of that sort of stuff. Now go down to the bottom under past settings and you'll be able to find the pre-order section. All your pre-orders there and there's just a button underneath everything where you can just uh, cancel the pre-order. Uh, one note, if uh, if you change your eShop region uh, while you have anything pre-ordered, all of them will be cancelled as well. So if you're swapping regions, keep that in mind. Uh, any existing pre-orders prior to September 1st, 2020, since they have already been charged, cannot be cancelled. So this is a, you know, a pretty big change because usually you'll be like, all right, I want to pre-order that. Takes your money straight away. Absolutely no no changing it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I know personally for me, this happened to me when I pre-ordered all my stuff on Amazon. Like I put all my money into my account. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get that. And the pre-order, and it takes no money. And then it's, it's kind of like I want it to take my money because I've already uh, like yeah I've already set it up to be like all right I want to pay for this because I have the money now here it is but then it sort of stays in your account and I noticed like that is my like online banking account so like subscriptions and that start you know getting Rolling taken out through. of it and all that I'm like I kind of it's kind of a that aspect of it is actually kind of a bit annoying to me because yeah, <laughs> I'm just like yeah, if I want to pre-order something that is, that isn't me being like oh I'm so hyped I better get my copy before they all run out online because obviously they're not going to run out online for this type of thing. So I'm just like, all right, I want to use my my vouchers or whatever, pre-order the next three Nintendo games coming out and just have it done, have it dusted. Yeah. So that aspect to me is a little bit annoying, but just the fact that if you pre-order something, so if you're like Deadly Premonition 2, the first one was really whack. Uh, I want to play the second one because surely the second one's at least on the same level. Turns out it's not. It barely even works. At least uh, you can cancel it, say, like the month before when you start seeing gameplay come out and trailers. You're like, oh, this looks really bad. So then you do have that time to cancel it. Um, but, you know, as people will be quick to point out, if you want to be safe, just don't pre-order stuff. That's probably the, the easiest way. But sometimes uh, stuff does just sort of come out of nowhere um, that uh, when you think they work, they just don't. So that's sort of rolling into the next story. So this is from my Nintendo news. And uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Director addresses feedback. So we talked about it last week. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Online doesn't work in New Zealand and uh, Australia. And this is the case for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, and uh, iOS. So it's not just the Switch version. It's just uh, the game servers. In general. Just aren't working. So the article reads, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition recently launched on Nintendo e- Nintendo eShop and other video game platforms and users have encountered numerous issues with the game. The game's director, Akari Ronoma, I butchered that the hell, but it is what it is, has taken to the Square Enix site to address these issues and announce what the company plans to do to resolve them and add additional functionality. 
Here's what he had to say. Uh, this is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition Director. Thank you very much for playing our game. We have received a lot of feedback from our players since the game was released and are moving to address all of these issues raised as quickly as we can. But I must apologize for making the delay in making an announcement about the situation. I also make my sincerest apology for the inconvenience caused during play. Uh, first of all, the situation where players were unable to play immediately after launch was caused by our servers uh, going over capacity. We run maintenance to increase that server uh, capacity on August 29th, which has led to comparative stable running afterwards. Going forward, we will move to address any further issues as required. We would also like to release rapid updates to address the bugs that are uh, getting in the way of players' experiences with the game and are working on update schedule announced below. We're also looking into making further updates in, additional, in addition to those detailed below. Uh, once we have reviewed player feedback, we will make further announcements once the update content has been finalized. I must again apologize for the inconvenience caused to our customers and beg for your understanding as we try to put things right. Thank you for your continued support of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. So, yeah, end quote. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, things that are sort of going wrong with this game. They uh, opted for online-only multiplayer or co-op multiplayer instead of a local multiplayer uh, because of just, you know, development time and implementing both just wasn't on the cards. And going with uh, online-only but then also not having the server to support that seemed like a a missed opportunity. I just think like this game in general is riddled with, I guess, forewarning issues just in that statement alone. Like the fact that it, it's got no local, it's just like, well, this game is going to be dead, you know, pretty much as soon as the Nintendo Switch Online service comes off. It's, it's pretty much useless to anyone. Um, yeah, well, that's uh, that's a lot of online games in this age, I guess. But yes, it is. Yeah, but a lot of them, a lot of them do opt for platforms that are going to have a longevity of life, whether it be on PC or you know something that can support it in the long term. Mm. Whereas we know that Nintendo, uh, for Nintendo Switch at least, it, it definitely won't. Um, we know that. Um, I'm not sure. It's not on Xbox One, is it? Uh, no. No, it's only on PlayStation 4 and Switch. Uh, yeah, and iOS, yeah. And iOS, yeah. So iOS will obviously sort of keep its thing. But the thing is, is like once once you take that off that and then you've got the PS5 coming at the end, the end of the year with only a very limited support of certain PS4 games. Yeah, all, all games um, past, uh, I think it was April last year, have to support PS5. So... This game will be backwards compatible on PlayStation Five, but yeah, but who's going to play Crystal Chronicles on <laughs> PlayStation Five? Oh, there'll be some. There'll be some people. Yeah. Uh, not enough. Won't be you me. Know. I won't be playing that on PS Five. No, but. but my point is, is that you know there is there is really just a serious backdrop of like this game is going to die as soon as the next console generation is going to roll around. I think. Yeah, well, it's going to die away before then with. Uh, how their launch went. <laughs> so. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, despite how their launch went, yeah. like, it, it wasn't really going to last long at all. 
the people that would have played it would have had enough of it by then new consoles would have rolled around popped in or whatever and then all of a sudden you know because of these new consoles uh you're gonna get a lot of people that are just like yeah you know time to move on yeah i think i think if they had if they have to pick one which you know they say they did um i would have went with online as well just for the fact that you know a lot more people would prefer to play online than um because you know they won't be able to catch up in person all that stuff but a game like that, it's very important that I think it did have local multiplayer. It's sort of like when um, Halo 5 came out and um, <coughs> sorry, uh, LAN wasn't supported. Yeah. It was online only. Like, you know, that community got an uproar in that as well because Halo was uh, very much the LAN game to have multiplayer sessions, get your Doritos out and smash some Pizza Hut and, and you weren't able to do that. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. it's a similar thing with this, especially when... Um, people that played the original game on GameCube and had like the the uh, Game Boy Advance hooked up and all of that, you know, it's not really delivering on that experience. But no. yeah. yeah, I mean, it's sort of. I'm not too. I was keen on playing it, but you know, with all this news, it's sort of passed me by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they've lost me. Yeah, yeah. and we sure. we did have the opportunity to like check it out, but yeah, just with our schedules at the moment, it's like oh, there's no way we're fitting it in. And it's a good thing that we didn't because you know we would have been you know, hand handed on some codes or whatever, what have you, and we literally wouldn't have been able to play it. Yeah, we'd have been like, yeah, well, that game is, the title screen has good music. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Yay, that's the review. Yeah. You know? So uh, this is just a little tidbit on top of that from Vooks.net. So um, <laughs> this is an article just saying, how to, recru- how to request a refund for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes into detail on, sorry, i got to have a glass of water. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's that sick, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Oh, I'm good to go, bros. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get my water there, though. All right, you do that. So it goes into detail on the PlayStation 4 and iOS stores, but for this, we'll just be talking about Nintendo Switch. So uh, Nintendo Australia's customer service team is currently operating on a limited capacity, so phone calls unfortunately are off the table when requesting a refund for Crystal Chronicles Remastered. That said... Uh, you're still able to submit a support request through the company's official website. Um, so this is a quote from Nintendo's Nintendo Australia's uh, website. So a game, if a game has a problem which entitles you to a refund under the Australian Consumer Law in Australia of the Consumer Guarantees Act in New Zealand, you can contact us and receive a refund, the same as when you return a physical product to the stores when it has a major problem, which, you know, when it doesn't work... Break is a breach. Um, to submit a request, click the contact us in the uh, on the website. Uh, enter your details, select your country, um, and then uh, and select other when asked what your inquiry relates to. Uh, type refund request for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered as we have, and then use the text box below to explain your issue. So doesn't work. <laughs> game literally does not work yeah uh, give them a quick overview of the issue and submit the form so just a pretty simple little submitting a form if you want a refund for Crystal Chronicles because you pre-ordered it couldn't cancel it doesn't work and you want your you want your money back don't know how much it costs is it 80 bucks probably it's a full price game yeah so yeah Bit of a bit of a shame because that was like I know a lot of people were looking forward to it. It's sort of like one of those GameCube games people have a, a lot of great memories with. And it's one of those things that people hype like you, they 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 really really hyped it. 
Mm. And oh, like, like yourself as a Final Fantasy fan, were you pretty interested in this or not I mean, really? I, I was neither here nor there knowing that it was online only and that in itself is a restriction that I can't get past, um, which is saying something as somebody that plays a lot of online games. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. We've got Corona here. Um, anyway. Hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I definitely don't have Corona. Everyone just takes us out of the ears. Like, Ooh. <laughs> Um, but it is a, it is a very serious sort of thing when you can opt online, not put in local in a console that has been known particularly for not having great online capability, like to the point where your best option is to have a separate attachment that adds an Ethernet port to your, to your dock oh. and play it docked, you know. There is there is some real problems there where it's just like you know what maybe I will just not bother and like that is definitely you know something I was just like guess I'm just giving this a pass anyway. Mm. I was interested in playing it because it is a Final Fantasy game, but um, as for purchasing it, I was I was really not in the way of like yeah this would be day one for me <laughs> like it, it it yeah it wasn't going to be that for me at all. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it is a shame because I know I know people are looking forward to it. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. Oh well. So, Bryce, that brings us to the end of the news, and I think uh, might bring us at the end of the episode as well. I reckon it will. Reggie gets a two week vacation this week. He this does. Time. He does. Yeah. He's probably in there just like when the boys coming in. I miss. He actually looks forward to our visit every week. But here we are, just uh, sort of ignoring him. That being said, you know, I, I could imagine that you know he's he's actually not in there, and he's just got a tape recorder playing it. Right, he's like, I miss the boys, and he's actually off in Hawaii somewhere with a sun hat on and a no, like one of those open like Hawaiian shirt pattern deals, <laughs> and he's just sitting on the beach with a pina colada, soaking it up, you know. And he didn't invite us. Yeah, well, you know, he wants us to make he he wants us to feel bad for him. You see, like that's that's his intention here. Well, Reggie, you're a mean man. <laughs> so everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Murray, episode 158. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Helps us out with the algorithms and finding all of you know new listeners and all that fun stuff. Um, I can't stress that enough. Um, go and check out the House of Mario Encore, which is available on podcast services and YouTube at youtube.com slash iDruby. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at iDruby. You can find the show at the House of Mario, and you can find Bryce at Revan. And if you'd like to join our Discord community, there is an invite in the show notes below or to the side or up, depending on what app you use or where you are. Yeah, wherever you are. Wherever you are. You might have your phone locked, like, so you can't rotate it and you might be above it. So I don't know where you are in the position of your particular app, but you will find the show notes nevertheless. Beautiful. <laughs> Just wonderful. Beautiful. Uh, this week's Nintendo jukebox is by the Kevin Bennett. And we've had the Kevin Bennett... Uh, featured on this show before. Really great rapper who does uh, video game raps. He did one about Nickelodeon stuff too. That was really cool. And The Simpsons. Pretty oh, cool. yeah, yeah. But this one's called Super Mario Freestyle. And it's pretty cool. So, guys. It's a very dope song. Oh, it's such a dope song. <laughs> so, guys, until next week, the House of Mario, well, the doors of the House of Mario are closed. Catch you later. Bye.
damn back. Yeah. Make room for the dude that can rap. I ain't playing like a one-player game at a friend's house. You can all watch from the couch, but he yet to get nap. Money in my mind with a name on the hat. I do not need pair of fingers to snap. Ask her what she want, what she sitting on my lap. Gave her liquor in the flash, now she digging in my back. I blind like a princess peach. Your girl four out of ten doesn't interest me. Dollar signs in the bank only interest me. Only time that you pop when you sip Pepsi. Little brother got the green like the Ouija. Taking L to the head, get in bed, watch a YouTube freebie. Bag of gummy bears on my side, they remind me of soft rappers. So about a handful, I'm beasting. Jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man. You could call me jump man. Fireballs coming out the palm. Wouldn't take long to achieve a sunset. Hit the block, get the coins coming here first. With the white gloves, get stained when I do dirt. I'm super for a reason. Spitting it so super by the season. Cold like a freezer in the North Pole. Got more flow than a snorkel. Assault the beach is like a savage vegan. Turn the red and blue, marry your wardrobe. Aim for the torso, hitting the floorboards. Wrapping in plastic, get a hit in the floorboards. They be in horror, bend and need more gore. Bitch, I've been twisted like a head full of cornrows. I'm a plumber pro, got a plunger for shitty rappers that happen to get the toilet clogged. Story time, y'all make believe, and I reign supreme in a pair of overalls. Overall, I'm worth mansion homes, designer clothes, and no sporty cars. Killing spree, I make so many hits, you would think that the boy just joined the mob. Going off in a session, but any money you step into Kevin, you're gonna regret it. We'll finish you like the end of a movie and take the credit. I'm independent forever, the rhetoric is impeccable. Puny rappers are edible, musically I'm a cannibal. Killing kids, I'm a killer, but got to finish, no kettlebell. You want to heat with the devil, you can enter hell. Better come with protection, they talking Cooper shells. 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 Cooper shells.